Welcome to Why Not, a podcast for creatives. I'm your host, Joe Morris, and I am so thrilled that you are here today and anytime that you are listening to this podcast. So if you are not new here, then you're probably like, uh, this was the Messy Magic podcast last week and for the last year, and my friend, you are correct. And today I am announcing a new podcast title and a slightly new direction. But if you're a creative, this is still for you. I am shifting things a little bit slightly because of my relationship with the word mess. And I've been feeling this for a while. I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast and... My relationship with the word mess has changed and shifted, and so I knew that I wanted to take this podcast in a slightly shifted new direction as well. And so talking about the word mess, I've mentioned this before, but I just feel like we use this word to describe things in a way that's like self-deprecating. Like, we're trying to reclaim this word. We're trying to say, like, love our mess, right? But I feel like the way to do that is to not describe something as your mess. Like, it's it's the same thing as my, the relationship that I have now with the word perfect, where instead of, we're, instead of loving your imperfections, instead of loving your mess... Why don't we just call the things that we're trying to call our imperfections or our mess perfect and part of who we are? Like, why are we then still defining them as something that is a word that indicates that it's less than what we're now owning it as, if that makes sense? It's a very weird way to think about it, but this is the journey that I've been on is if I'm loving my mess, why am I calling it a mess then? Why am I then, if I don't even think that it's the way that we've been describing something as a mess, why am I then calling it a mess? I hope this is landing for you. If not, you can just throw my perspective on the word mess away, but this is the journey that I've been on and it just doesn't align with me anymore to call something messy magic. I also had a lot of people who thought that the podcast was going to be more about witchcraft and like tangible magic and it's not. So it, like spirituality and magic and whatever you define witchcraft as, those are things that are a part of my life and a part of who I am and are absolutely infused in everything that I do, but not something that I am going to be teaching on a lot, at least right now. Maybe in the future I will teach on it, but I just feel like magic is such a personal thing. And through my journey with looking to other mentors to learn pieces of magic and spirituality, I found that, well, I have learned a lot from a lot of people and there's nothing to say anything bad about my mentors, but I've just found that through that journey, most of what I've come to has been my own inner work and not necessarily like practices that I've learned or taken from other people. While I 100% respect it, and yes, it has informed my practice for sure, I've found that I'm very much a solitary witch. And so leaving aside the word magic and leaving aside the word messy is more aligned for me. And 
So what I did come to was the title of the podcast that it is now, which is Why Not? And that is my life motto. I have it tattooed on my left hand so I can always see it. And it's my philosophy that you either have a really good reason why you shouldn't do something or you don't. And so get into action. And that's really how I think about most things. And when I was thinking yesterday, I was talking to my own coach about, you know, should I wait to change the podcast? Should I think about this more? Should I, I had a couple different ideas for what I wanted to do. You know, like what should be my timeline? Like what should I do? Basically was my question. And then I thought, well, that's the point, isn't it? That That's the point of why I'm thinking about calling it Why Not? And so I asked myself the question, why not? Why not just do it now? The podcast, I've been decided to put them out on Wednesdays, and today is Wednesday. So why not just launch it now? Why not just decide that this is how I want to go about it? And I didn't have a good reason not to. I could think of plenty of reasons not to, but I didn't have one that was good. I didn't have one that was better than my reasons for doing it, which are, this has been my life motto for many years. I've had this tattoo for many years. This is how, this has always been my philosophy. When I was three years old, I went to Hawaii for the first time. My dad was working there. And immediately I was there, we were at the hotel and I was like, I think I want to live here. And at age three, I knew that my parents weren't going to move there. So I was like, that's not really feasible. So I guess when I have a decision to live where I want to live is after high school. So it would make sense to choose to go to college there. That was what my three-year-old mind had in my head. And when I was 18, I did it. I never changed my mind. I didn't have a good reason not to. Why not? Why not do it? Why not do the thing that I said when I was three that I wanted to do? I just, I couldn't find a reason not to do it. And so I did, and it was the best decision I ever made. I met my best friend. It changed my entire life. I was opened. It opened my eyes to ska and punk and going to shows and live music and everything that has become my everyday life is from my time spent living in Hawaii. And I didn't even know at age three or even 18, I had no idea what I was going to do there or what it was going to be for. Or I changed my major I can't count how many times while I was there. I changed what I wanted to do with my life, who I wanted to be. And it wasn't about that. It was about being there and having the experience and meeting the people I was meant to meet. And all of that led me to where I am today, along with everything that happened after that. But that was a very formative time, as I think for many people... 18 to 21, 22, whatever those those years tend to be very formative. And that was the case. And I bring that story up because it really has been my philosophy my entire life. And sometimes the reason why not is fueled by fear, right? And so I was thinking about this yesterday when I was like, should I wait, whatever. And all of that was fueled by fear and uncertainty of the future. And that's the other piece of this is you might even have a good reason not to do something, but is it fueled by 
actual things that align with you. Like the reason not to do something is more aligned with you than the reason to do something. Or is it fueled by fear and your ego and uncertainty of the future? Because if that's it, just lean in. Like I think a lot of us hesitate doing things because we're not sure if we're quote unquote ready to commit to it. We don't know if it, if it has longevity. We don't know how it's going to go in the future. I had no idea when I moved to Hawaii what was going to happen. I had like a very vague idea of what I was going to do. And I wanted to leave many times. But there was something in me that was like, this is an important part of you. And so none of my reasons for why not were more important than my reasons for staying, my reasons for doing that. And there's just never a perfect time. Like life is fluid. And so some of the energy behind this idea of why not is we stop ourselves from doing something because we don't know how it's going to end up. But even if we have an idea of how something's going to end up, it usually doesn't end up that way. We don't actually know how things are going to end up. And it would be so boring if we did. Like, that's part of the journey is just being here in this moment. Life is fluid. Lean into that. There is no perfect time. There is no perfect next step. And yet, the perfect time is right now. The perfect step is the next one that you take. What's perfect, as I've said before, is what is true and what is now. So why not? It's really a question of how good of a reason do you have for not doing something? And when you're thinking about what is a good or a bad decision, usually we're asking that question to someone else, which is requiring you to agree with their metrics of what that means. Meaning when you're at when you're asking, like, is this a good or a bad decision? You're not often looking within and saying, what are my metrics for what a good or a bad decision? What would be a good or a bad decision here? What would it mean for this to be a good decision? What would this mean for this to be a bad decision? Usually when we're asking the question, we're asking outside of ourselves. We're asking for advice. We're asking someone else, is this a good or a bad decision? And they are going to answer from their own inner metrics. So meaning if you're saying should I put out an album? Should I record some music? Should I put out an album right now? Like, is that the best thing for me to do with my time? Or should I go back to school? I don't know. Let's say those are those are the two choices that you're grappling with right now. Should I focus on my music? Should I go back to school? And you are not deciding your own metrics, okay? This is often what's happening. Usually subconsciously. Like, it's not usually even intentional. We're just not really taught to create our own metrics. We're taught to look on the internet and Google what's the best decision or ask our friends or our family. And it's not like their metrics aren't something you agree with, but you just want to make sure if you're going to ask somebody else that you're understanding what their metrics of a good or a bad decision are. So let's say you want to, I, should I focus on music? Should I go back to school? You ask a friend and they're like, you should go back to school. That's a responsible decision. You'll have all of this experience. You'll have this thing on your resume. And like, you can always do music later. Let's just say that's what they say. And you're like, yeah, that's th those, those are good points. But what really fuels you is being creative on a daily basis. And that having a piece of paper from a school, even having the experience of going to school, isn't something that's important to you. You maybe learn by doing. And the thing that you want to do is music. So while your friend isn't wrong, 
It's just not the metrics that you would go by in a good decision for you. So when you're asking why not, you want to ask yourself. You can certainly ask for advice. You can certainly hash things out with your friends, with your family, with a coach, with a mentor. But always remember to ask yourself, what what are they using to decide what's good or bad? And do I agree with that? You can honor their advice, their decisions, and still know, okay, let's use my own filter for listening to their advice. Ultimately, what is a good decision for me? What does that mean to me? What are my reasons for why not? And what are my reasons for doing something? I'd want to add into that sometimes there's an element of, is this a good idea or is it a good next step? Because I think for a lot of us creatives, we have a lot of really good ideas and sometimes it feels challenging to parse out, like, is this just a good idea that I have, but is it the right good idea for me right now? Hopefully that makes sense. Like, is this just like a thing that people do that's cool or is this a thing that I want to do that I think is cool? And I think the way to determine is this a good idea or a good next step for me is, is this idea coming from my head or is it coming from my soul? And that's one that you really just need to hone in on where the feeling is coming from and what that means to you. If you don't know how to do that, DM me, message me, email me, hire me. Let's talk about it. Get in touch with your intuition. Get in touch with what does it mean to truly trust my gut versus is this just an idea that I have? Is this anxiety? What are all these other feelings? Like parsing out what your feelings mean to you. Because I I talk to people sometimes who have a good idea and they're just rolling with a good idea, but it's not actually something they feel in their soul. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing things that are just an idea in your head. Like there's definitely something to be said for exploration. I've done a lot of that in my life. But there's something different about really listening into what your soul is telling you to do next and what you really, truly want to do. The best question to ask yourself is if I knew no matter what that I would succeed with anything, what would I want to be doing? And whatever you truly feel is the answer to that question is the thing that you need to be doing. Ask yourself why not. You're not going to have a good reason to not do it. If it's something coming from your soul, it just won't matter. None of the none of the reasons not to do it will matter. It's what you're meant to do. That's what this podcast is about. It's about guiding you and supporting you to doing the thing that's truly in your soul what you're meant to do. What you know you really want to do and the world has maybe said the world, your family, your friends, your peers, whoever your your fear, your inner fears has said, ah, oh, that's not realistic. You should you should do something else. I've had those thoughts. I've put aside the things I've really wanted to do for many, many years because they didn't seem realistic, because I needed to make money, because I thought I needed a backup plan, because that I can't just rely on my creative outlets. Not if you're only trying it. Like, you can't rely on the thing you really want to do if you're just dipping your toe in. 
But if you trust yourself and you commit to the thing that you actually want to do, 100%, that can be the thing that you're doing full time. And that will look different for everybody. And sometimes full time is a bunch of different things part time. But when you're doing them, you're 100% all in. For me, I love life coaching and I love music. And for a while, I thought I had to decide between the two because they're both full-time things, right? And then I realized that that messaging was coming from outside of myself and that I knew that I want both things in my life. And I will always be able to find my inner balance between the two because they're both a part of me. And so there's no problem. There's just my inner balance. And if you also are feeling that way, if you're like, I have multiple things that I really want to do, but I feel like I have to choose one, or I feel like I even can't choose any of them because none of them are quote unquote realistic, this podcast, my work is for you. You can do anything that you want to do if you commit 100% to doing it. And that doesn't mean that you're doing it 100% of the time, all of the time, as you're building it up, whatever. Like we build a plan to getting you there. But it just means that that's the focus and that whatever the other things that you spend your time doing are all in service of this focused end goal. The thing that you really want to be doing, whether that's playing music full time, whether that's writing full time, whether that's writing part time and making coffee sometimes, whether that's whatever the thing, making things, creating things, being an artist in the world, whatever that is for you. That's what you're meant to do. And that's what I'm here for. So that's what the concept of why not is about. That's what this podcast is about. That's the direction we're going. And I made this decision low key over a long period of time and also in one second because this is where I'm meant to go. And I'm no longer not listening to that voice. I don't have any good reasons not to. So what's next? What's next is I also created a new Instagram account because I also felt like the account that I had been using has been my personal account for nine years. (laughs) So there's a lot of various energies involved in that account. And I just felt like I'm going this really clear direction with my business and I want my business to be my business. And yes, I'm still, it's a part of who I am for sure. Like I'm infused in it, but there's just so many histories and energies, like I just said, in that old account and I needed to start fresh. And that doesn't mean that my business is fresh, but it just means that the Instagram account is a fresh account for where this is going. So it's Jill C. Morris, C as in cat, or Connecticut, I don't know, (laughs) Jill C. Morris. I'll put everything in the show notes. So follow me there if you're interested in this work. The Jill Afrit account will still exist. It's private now. It's just going to be my personal account. And you can also get on my email list if you're not already. When you sign up, if you're not already signed up, you will get my Time Magic Masterclass. You'll get my weekly reset PDF. So if you want help with your time management, if you want help 
organizing your time and your schedule to align with the things that you really want to be doing so you do have enough time for them. So you do have the space in your calendar, in your life for what you actually want to be doing. The link for the email list will be in the show notes as well. If you want to take this work further, you're ready to go all the way. You can book either a one-hour call with me or you can just commit to working for six months one-on-one with me. The one-hour call is there for accessibility as well as if you just have something you really want to hash out, that's a great option for you. If you want a taste of what it's like to work with me and you're not quite ready to make the commitment, a one-hour call is perfect. If you're in between working with me, if you've worked with me in the past and you're not quite ready to commit again, but you have something that you want to work on, it's a great option. If you know that you're ready to make a shift in your life and you're ready to go full time with the things that you want to do with your creative life, you want to design the creative life of your dreams, which just means infusing your creativity into everything that you're doing to have purpose, creative purpose in your life. Working with me one-on-one is the best option. And I do this in six months because that is a really good amount of time to build lasting change. The clients that I work with at three months, they've made a lot of shifts. A lot of things have changed for them. And the next three months after that are for solidifying those changes instead of, wow, I've made all of these shifts and now my brain is still not quite up to date and is still thinking in the way that I used to think three months ago. Like we've changed a lot of the actions, we've changed a lot of the habits, but the mindset takes a little bit longer to really shift. And it's really at that six month mark that my clients are like, oh, I can actually feel and see and think differently now. And that is why I work with clients for six months at a time. And sometimes they renew. Sometimes we keep going because there's just always more levels to go. And that doesn't mean that you are not good enough or like you're the it's not like the work is never done. It's just like what else is possible? That's what's fun. The link for all of that will be in the show notes as well. You can always just find me on Instagram and DM me and we can chat about any of this, anything that I've talked about, the concept of why not, this podcast, my work, all of these things. But I'm really excited, y'all. I'm excited for moving forward. I'm excited for fresh energy. I'm excited for what you will create and hearing about it and seeing it in the world. And I thank you so much for being on this journey with me and for continuing this journey with me. I've watched The Bachelorette last night, so journey is just a word on my mind, and I apologize. (laughs) It was a wild journey this season, y'all. Okay. I am sending you all my love, and I will see you next time. Bye!